What's up, family? My name is Jody, mom to 16-month-old Cielo. I'm out here in Oakland, California. And I'm Jamie, mom to two-year-old Zachary, and I'm over in Massachusetts. And welcome back to our second episode of Maternity Leave. So today, we're going to be talking about expectation versus reality. I feel like this is something that we talk about all the time when folks say, you know, you're never really ready to enter into parenthood, to really enter into motherhood. And I feel like, you know, I've been reflecting a lot over the last two to three months, or maybe even less than that, because now all the days and times just mush together. But I've been really reflecting. And this is a moment of real honesty, because, you know, we said in our first episode, we want to build a community and be honest. And when I found out I was expecting, I had just co-authored a book with Tom DeWolf, The Little Book of Racial Healing. And I had all these plans about traveling and speaking engagements and just felt like my career was really blooming. And there's so much work that I did to get to this point. And for the first time, I mean, it was the, yeah, the first time in my life, I asked myself, can I be a mother and do all the things that I want to do? And I feel like in theory, I was like, of course I can do this whenever the time comes in life. Although I wasn't really planning for the time to come in life. Right. But here I am confronted with this moment and I feel a little bit of shame and guilt about it. Not as much now as I did before, but I really felt like it wouldn't be possible to do all those things with a child. And that's just the reality. And I feel like a lot of other folks feel that way, but you know, particularly women, but you feel shame about expressing that out loud. And that just, hi, this is Seattle, everyone. And that brings me to this kind of story of, you know, all these plans that I had, it didn't matter. Right because we are in COVID-19. So whether Cielo was here or Cielo isn't here, the reality is I would still be sheltering in place and I would still be interacting with a virtual world. So all the places I was going to be visiting and the different conferences I was going to be speaking at, it wouldn't be happening. They're not happening right now. So I think it just gave me an opportunity to really reflect on what my plans are and then what God's plans are for me. And also that anything's possible. You know, I am mothering in Cielo's first year of life um, during a pandemic, right? And having to work from home. There's just so much that has shift um, about my whole reality. And so I think for me, when I'm thinking about balance, that's what it looks like. You can do it all. And it doesn't mean that it isn't hard, but it also means that it's possible. And I know, you know, for you, Jamie, I think our professions have kind of similar values you know i'm doing a lot of work with folks in community around healing and you know one day i might be at juvenile hall and the next day i might be out in the street i'm wondering for you what does a balance look like as someone that who that is in a kind of medical field i think with or without covid i can imagine that it's already something that's challenging absolutely one i want to just share the same sentiments as you i think when I know when I found out I was pregnant as well, it was so easy to think of 
all the losses that would come along with it and think of everything that you could be missing out on or, you know, work opportunities, even opportunities to pursue smaller goals like traveling, you know, just being friends, family, all those type of things. And while being a mom, I know like there is no option to say like I can't do this. You you make it happen. And you you knock through all those milestones, you knock through all those tasks that you want to accomplish, regardless of whatever your situation, regardless of whatever's behind you or in front of you. And I didn't see that at first. It, it felt impossible to me. But definitely motherhood has shown me you can do anything. Like we 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 multicast so many things. It's not even funny. I don't even. Mm-hmm. I call them mom hands. I got the mom hands. I got the mom brain. I got the mom everything. I always <laughs> switch it into that. Like it's a true thing. Uh, certainly, being in the medical field at first was a little difficult with the rigid schedule. I had to work overnight shifts, overnight twelve-hour shifts, seven p.m. to seven a.m. to make sure that I could be present during the day with him and be there especially for the first year of his life I felt like that time was really really important for me to be there support him and engage with him and I did not feel like childcare was an option for me at that time so I did like I said I had to work a job that I didn't necessarily like but I knew the hours worked for me and it was what I had to do until I got to a position where I can now have like a spoke about earlier more flexible schedule where I can be present and progress in my career at the same time yeah I I mean absolutely time management is just so important you made that decision right to be like okay how even in the work that I'm doing can I still get that work done and create space to be with family and some of it is about what we can let go of as well right like I think about for me, Ciela started going to childcare um, pretty early. I definitely wasn't ready because I was like, Mm-mm, I don't trust nobody. And, you know, both of us grew up in Caribbean families. You would take the kids to the auntie or definitely the grandmother's house, right? Or even someone in town. There's a way that I feel like Caribbean communities really lean into each other. So I didn't grow up kind of with the exploration of daycare, right? Even within my family. And so I was definitely hesitant about that, but recognized that I needed that. And one thing I recognized in my schedule, I was able to work from home and, you know, that was helpful to be able to spend half of the day with her and then spend the other half of the day kind of doing work. And, you know, if she was napping, then I would take the time to kind of do some work. And then when she woke up being really intentional, definitely around being present with her at mealtimes And I find that during this moment of a pandemic, you know, it's a lot harder because I don't know when to begin work and I don't know when to end. And I feel like I said that on episode one because I'm still struggling. But one of the things that I did put is in my work calendar, folks can see it where it's like uninterrupted time with Cielo. So they know not to schedule anything at that time. And I think it's also a reminder for myself to hold myself accountable to spending time with my child, right? Because I think if I have it in my mind, I'm going to spend this time with Cielo. I think that's one thing, but to then put it on a calendar where I'm also reflecting it to others about how I want that time to be honored. And I think it's the same thing with kind of friends and family, just really 
balancing, I think for us, you know, immediately our world changes and sometimes it's not as apparent. I think for others, I feel like I was experiencing that when, you know, I was pregnant. A lot of folks even said to me, you've changed. And when we spoke about it later on, they were able to articulate those things to me. But I just realized how I have to manage my time so that I am more productive, but also present, you know, not just having the time, but how am I using that time to really be in community with my kid, but also to get done what I need to get done. Cause we know these bills need to be paid. So they have roofs over their head. So just out of curiosity, what are some of the ways that those people thought you changed? I feel like I definitely, when I was pregnant, I felt like I was not communicating. I was not as easily accessible um, to people like I was before. And I think people thought that maybe I wasn't responding to their messages or their phone calls. And, you know, some, and some folks that I, that we have like mutual from college. And I feel like when I finally spoke to people, they were able to understand my frame of mind. It was really about how do I prepare for this life that's coming into the world. And so everything was working towards that. And so I didn't think maybe about how that was impacting some of my friendships. And to keep it real, there was just some people I was also trying to let go of. And I was like, here's an opportunity to do that. Like, just being honest, like, I feel like sometimes you don't realize how much space some people take up in your life. And, and I'm talking about people who they're not, it's not bad letting go of people. They're only meant to be there for a season. And I had created space for them to come with me. They were the baggage I was taking with me into every season. And I'm talking about folks where they may only reach out to you for support, for advice, whether that's financial, emotional, but you don't have that space to do the same thing. Or when they don't, when they call you, they don't ask you how you're doing. And for me, bringing just being honest, bringing a child into the world. Like, I want to hear what was happening between you and your mans or between you and so-and-so or your own turmoil without you saying, like, how did that doctor's appointment go today, right? How, how, how are you feeling? You know, what are your fears? What are you excited about? I think just friendships like ours that we don't have to talk to each other every day, but I know that at the drop of a dime, I can call Jamie, you know? And even, even if it's not that, I just know, like, I just know in my being, where we stand, like I never have to question who we are and how we show up with each other. I think, I just feel like I was ready to let go of some people and kind of entering into parenthood created the space to do that. I, my friend group has not necessarily changed since being a mother. One major struggle was a lot of my friends are not mothers. So especially those within my age group, so it was definitely hard for me to feel comfortable leaning on a lot of my friends. Not that they weren't supportive throughout my pregnancy, but that I felt I couldn't relate to them or struggles. I just didn't want to feel as though I was complaining and constantly complaining and then being a burden. And this exciting moment would kind of lose that enthusiasm because it's clouded with, oh, I'm so nauseous today you know, my back hurts, like just different things like that, or like this appointment didn't go well, or, you know, I'm up all night because of this. So it, it was hard to speak to my friends 
but I know that was mostly on my end. It wasn't necessarily anything that my friends were doing. I didn't feel shunned or unsupported. I know it was all in my head. <laughs> I know I was just me projecting that shame, that guilt, that um, constant fear always. And I know our even our dynamic changed once you also became a mom as well. I felt like we have like an additional unspoken support system like even if I I don't hear from you or you'll say like hey even if I can't get back to you right mm-hmm. now I Jody said hey I'm saying hey to the phone I ain't responding I'm like hey girl what's up? <laughs> you know what I mean like and same vice versa so I think it was just all all self-created <laughs> a lot of that a lot of those dynamics that I felt like were there I don't think like I said I don't think my friends were any less supportive that's real. It made me think about how sometimes people just don't know how to engage. It's like, I don't want to catch that, right? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to catch the baby fever, right? I think sometimes I re- I, when I'm thinking about it now, I remember just thinking about how when you first became a mom, especially we're in different coasts, not knowing how to even support because I also can't show up in a physical way. And so as I'm reflecting, I think some people who are definitely still in my circle probably didn't even know what to do for me and I was moving and going I was I was still traveling I was still taking up independent contracting gigs even now there are so many people who are like wait when I saw you give that presentation you were pregnant I'm like oh yeah because I I wasn't I don't think for me personally we're going to talk about this another time I wasn't as present maybe with my body the way that I needed to do and I think other folks are wanting me to slow down maybe but didn't know how to say that to me, but I felt like I was, I was like, I got nine months, I'm running out of time. How do I do this, this, and this, and this before everything changes? But like I said, doesn't matter because, you know, kind of, you know, we have baby Cielo here, everyone. It doesn't matter. Girl, you're taking a headphone out. It doesn't matter kind of because where we are in the world. So just beginning to really, yeah, just kind of take it one moment at a time, I think is something that's definitely critically important. Um, one of the things I forgot I was gonna say, think about you becoming a mom and then your friends. One of the things I realized, especially both of us coming from kind of um, communal cultures is a way that when you're bringing life into the world, how that child is already a part of the community. It's kind of ownership, not in a way ownership not in the way I think we always think about it but it's like your child belongs to the community your child belongs to the village and I think just because of what I named earlier for me I wasn't having that village mentality in the moment like I was really being selfish and so the way that other folks saw this child saw Cielo as their child before she was even into the world I don't think I was really aware of that in the moment because I was just like what how am I going to be a mom and you know so I now that I'm thinking about it recognizing you know when our children come into the world they become children of the world even if they're still our children and I think just a lot of people in my circle that's how they felt and in that moment I couldn't hold it I feel like there was one friend that besides you of course in like my circle of like 10 years one friend that I feel like really got it like I feel like anything that I told them, I feel like they never questioned it. I think there are different ways to look at it, 
But the reality is our relationships and friendships change no matter what. Definitely when you have children, it changes. And like you said, Jamie, like just kind of all of the things that we internalize that might make it also challenging to reach out to folks um, in our community who want to support us. I think she pooped. <laughs> uh, I hate people's diapers. That's awesome. So we're heading into the end of 2020. So what are your reflections? What are three things? What are your reflections? What are three things maybe that you learned? Three things that you want to take with you into 2020? What's up? Talk to me. One thing that I'm leaving behind is self-limiting behaviors. And that is like laziness, procrastination, as well as self-doubt. I said I'm going to try. You just think I'm going to try. It's so easy to fall into that pattern. And it's very self-destructive. For me, there are two things. The first one is definitely just really putting God first. I feel like I've said that in a symbolic way, but really doing the work to strengthen just my faith, especially during this time, I realized how much stronger my faith is, but also how much work there is to be done and for that to be done in community. I think that's one. And then the other piece is presence. I need to really slow down and to be present when I'm parenting. And so even in those uninterrupted moments that I name, just to be. So even if Cielo is running around, throwing her towards doing whatever, not paying attention to me, still de- being present and not taking that as an opportunity to then maybe send an email or do something on my phone, but just to really be there because I want those to be patterns that will follow us for the rest of our lives together. And so just really not sitting in that space of presence and not feeling like I have to be working all the time, I think is something that's really important um, for me to be the best parent that I can be. What about you, Jamie? I really like your ideas. I, I, I think your ideas are really good. I definitely would instill those in my life as well. A couple of things that I would like to work on moving forward are eliminating self-limiting behaviors like doubt, fear, procrastination, laziness, and stop letting my mind get the best of me and just go for it and work through the process and move through the process. And another thing I would like to work on moving forward is making good use and productive use of my time. I think a lot of the times that you said being present, I realize I'm not always present. When, you know, I might be playing with DJ, I'm thinking like, oh, I got to clean this up. Or, oh, look at that. Oh, what time is it? I got to do dinner. Actually sitting there and seeing my son enjoy his toys and, and getting down there and enjoying it with him instead of thinking about the next step or the next five steps or what I'm going to do tomorrow, things like that. And making family more of a priority over work, not letting my work kind of get me carried away, especially now when people are losing family members 
on the daily and we're just losing so many people it makes it more real now more than ever absolutely absolutely i feel like so many of these changes needed to happen in my life already and becoming a parent was kind of the fire under my backside actually for me to move on that um and to take the next step one thing i say as we close out the episode is this is winter and i believe in the spirit of hibernation when animals hibernate you know they have lower temperatures they're using less energy there's so much that goes into hibernation when it comes to animals but i wanted to name that because i think it's an opportunity for us to preserve our energy for the next step in our lives that thing that is greater and more destined for us and if you're listening to this podcast you've probably triumphed over some things this past year and so taking the next few weeks of winter to really hibernate to really slow down to really reflect listen to the podcast as a point of reflection as well but to take these moments as an opportunity to really reflect and slow down so and go into yourself like a cocoon to really prepare for the next step in your life that next chapter of your life that's going to be greatness but if we don't take the opportunity to slow down and prepare for it we won't see it we won't even see i think when the doors open because we're so fast going to the next thing that we might walk past that door and so i'm really hoping to take the next few months to really create space to slow down and to hibernate so that you know i can prepare for the next thing that is coming and destined for me the next triumph. Thank you for joining us on Maternity Leave. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. Also follow us on social media on Instagram at ma.turnityleave. That's ma.turnityleave. And like us on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Anything else you want to add, Jamie? I think that about sums it up. I can't wait to move on to our third episode and cover a little bit more about our motherhood experience. Hope you're having a great new year. Peace, maternity family. Mm-hmm.